www.worshipministrycatalyst.com Worship Ministry Catalyst is a networking resource for all worship leaders and worship team members, serving as a catalyst to facilitate worship in the local church. Yes. So we just had a big hailstorm. Yeah, so we we waited to record until after the hail <laughs> subsided. Because we would have been yelling, because it was fairly loud. It was. That, that hailing was going on. I felt like we were in a like a tin roof barn, you know? Yeah. Just Which I love, down. by the way. What, old barns? Old tin, tin roof, roof barn? Anything that's got a metal roof. Are you kidding me? Oh, I love it. That's weird. Like, we we put a nodding on our house that has a metal roof, and I just love being out there while it's raining. Yeah, Sounds I, I so remember cool. that. I've, I've seen that. Yeah, you, you uh, or no, that was on your old house, right? Yep. Yeah, I remember you telling me about it. Timber That's, frame, took yep. it down. And you built it. I did. Wow. I think the only thing I've ever built in my life was uh, a birdhouse. Um, although I've assembled things, you know, we bought a, we bought Cali a dresser at Ikea. Uh, a little while ago. I assembled it. <laughs> well, uh, before we get going here, I have to say a quick thank you. I have to thank, I have to thank the Phoenix Suns. Oh, <laughs> stop. I didn't know you were going to do this. You're mean. I am mean. What? Uh, what? Okay. I'm, I mean, I am a Blazers fan. Oh, right. As far as basketball goes, but I mean... I just don't like basketball. I'm not a, like football is the only sport I really actually like. I'll watch some basketball during, you know, the playoffs and finals. But I have a problem with basketball. You see, one reason to like football more than any other sport is because it doesn't interfere with regularly scheduled programming. Ah, uh, I get what you're saying. And okay. when you have a team that, you know, it's, Portland is the only team in this area that, that has a pro anything. Yeah, and so like when they're in the playoffs, it's like if you like any of the shows that are normally on during this time, you know, yeah. forget you. We're playing the game, and I'm sure I'm it's sure true. their viewership it, goes way up because everyone likes the Blazers. Every, but, everything gets preempted. Yeah. No, well, and it's a good point because yeah, the the Trailblazers are the only major fran- sports franchise team in this entire area. Yeah, the only thing close is the Seattle Seahawks, right? Which I mean, Seattle's a good 180 miles from yeah, you know this area. Um, so yeah, but when Seahawks, when the Seahawks are in the playoffs, it doesn't interfere with regularly scheduled programming. Well, because there's not much on Sunday anyway. Yeah, but even if it's on a Thursday, like it's it's at the at a time in the TV season when it's all reruns or anything, you know. True. So, yeah, well, and and so 
and so, I was getting frustrated with KGW. <laughs> so the, the local the local TV affiliate that covers all the Blazer games is KGW, and and they're the uh, they're the affiliate for NBC. Yes. Um, so if you like, which happens to play one of my favorite shows, The Office, yes. Thursday night, and two weeks in a row the Blazers were playing on a Thursday night. So yeah. you missed The Office. Well, we missed The Office, and the first week. Well, long ago on a Thursday night, they they preempted it for a normal season game, and we didn't get to see the office. And then <laughs> and then they you know they re aired it, but they don't they didn't you know put it as new or whatever, so that our DVR would do it. Oh, your DVR. Didn't so we even missed catch it all together that time. And I can't remember how we watched it anyway. Online, which I I know I I know I'm in the minority here, <laughs> but but it still bothers me. So. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I hear what you're saying, but you know what, man? If the Blazers had won, uh, that would have been a big boost for the city of Portland. Portland's needed that kind of an emotional boost for a long time, and uh, you know, the Blazers went to the playoffs last year, lost. Uh, I think they lost in Game Five. They lost the series four to one, and this year the Blazers lost the series four to two. There was a there was a chance they could have won. Um, I was hoping they would have won. I think it would have been fun. It would it would have been fun. Come well, on, they, you know if they if they could play the games at a time <laughs> when you just don't want it to mess up your yeah, TV schedule. Yeah, I don't schedule. want it to mess up with <laughs> my like my entertainment. That's what I care about. You're killing me, David. Come on. But you know if they if they Come played on. the games on Saturday morning, that would be fine. <laughs> if they played the games on Sunday afternoon, no problem. Wednesday afternoon, any afternoon. When like there's just stupid TV on, you know, nobody wants to watch but Ellen Thursday and Oprah. Evening when yeah. the office is on NBC. Yeah, come on. <laughs> so you, you know what I do? Here's my solution. I have a season pass to the office on iTunes. So uh the day after the day after the office airs, I automatically get it downloaded to my computer, sync it to my iPod, hook up my iPod to my TV, boom. Well, we ended office. up being okay this last week because our DVR didn't record it again. Uh, the week before it did automatically. This time it didn't, but it was on demand on cable, so we were able to go watch it. There but, you go. But anyway, and you can you know, always watch it online. You know, you can yeah, always you can, watch but it online. Like, and I know, I know, we're like we're in America and we're spoiled. And yes, I have a big TV, and I'm not sorry about it. <laughs> but I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch TV on my tiny little screen when I've got this huge screen that I paid a lot of money for and looks good. Oh, David. You know what I mean? Like, the reason that we invested money in a TV is because that is our only form of entertainment. <laughs> we don't go to movies. We don't go out and go clubbing. We don't go out and do anything that, you know, people our age might do. <laughs> so we spent money on a TV so that we could enjoy the entertainment that we actually Oh, like. come on. You don't go clubbing with your two kids, you know? <laughs> like, or you leave them at home and, all right, kids, we're going to hit no. the club. We'll be back at three. So, um, so that's why we spent the money. And when it doesn't, you know, when somebody, when something that I don't like interferes with that, then I have a problem. Wow. Well, you, you have a somewhat valid point, but I gotta say, slightly opinionated here, David. Yes. Um, I, 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 for me, you know, it's a minor inconvenience, and I would rather see my Portland Trailblazers make it past the first round. Do you realize the last time they made it past the first round of the playoffs was I think two thousand and one? It was um it was that uh man, it was that awesome run where they were in the Western Conference Finals playing the Lakers. It was game seven. They were up in the fourth quarter. Do you remember this at all? 
Okay. Up in the fourth quarter by 20 points. All right. Game seven. All they have to do is close out, and they go to the champ. They go to the finals. They go to the NBA finals, and up by 20, they blow the lead, and they lose. They lose game seven. See, I rooted when I was growing up in Ohio. I rooted for the Blazers. No way. Yeah. Why? Well, at that time, they actually made it to the finals a time or two. Yeah, and they were I, always it, playing the Bulls. The glory days. Yeah, MJ. Th- there was um, there was two years. One year was against the Bulls, and then one year was against the Pistons. Detroit, Isaiah yeah. Thomas, and Bill mm-hmm. Lambeer. But those were the glory days of the Blazers. Clyde Drexler, Terry Porter, Jerome Kersey, Buck Williams, Kevin Duckworth. I still remember the. I mean, I I was a kid, and I would just root. You know, Cliff Robinson was the sixth man. Danny Ainge was in there. Danny Ainge is like a coach now. I think. Um, Terry Porter, I think, is a coach also. Anyway, you know, those were the glory days. Um, whatever year that was, 92, 93, man, those were good days. I have to say, though, yeah, I'm not a Phoenix Sun fan, but I like watching Nash play. That guy, you got to give him props. Yeah. I, I mean, was he, 38, 39? And he can light it up. Man, and, and who does he remind me of? Like... Um... John Stockton, yes. Utah Giants, yeah. Stockton, yeah. Like, I remember I loved watching, watching him play too. It was like quick, it's super quick, quick, and just like, I mean, just well, he's not a ball hog. No, he'll he'll go in if there's a lane and he can get there and make the, and he can make the score. But it's like he's just he's just creative and he it's is. just fun to watch. Good, good, uh, good passer. Mm-hmm. He, he he dishes it out and nearly perfect at the free throw line. Yeah, I mean. It, it was funny during the during the series when the Suns played Portland. Uh, he went to the foul line and he missed one, and everyone just like gasped, you know. <laughs> and the commentators actually, yeah, the commentators actually made the comment, "Well, there's his one miss for the month," you know. <laughs> it's like, and the guy misses yeah. like one free throw a month, you know, yeah. like ninety seven percent foul shooter, something ridiculous. Yeah. So anyway, I like watching him play when he's gone. I mean, there won't be anyone else like him anymore. Like, wow. he's you know, he's the last of his maybe kind. He'll, maybe he's inspiring some youngster right now to become so, the next yeah. Nash. And we, so we'll we need a, we need a short, small white guy, um, like you know the John Stockton, the mm-hmm. the Steve Nash. Um, you know, we, we need that kind. That's what. Yeah. Uh, no, he is fun to watch, though. I was yeah, super quick, super small. So anyway, I know when people around here listen to this, I'm probably going to get smacked upside the head. Yeah, I feel like smacking you. You can come. You want to smack me? Nah, I'm okay. There it is. All right. (laughs) This is this is radio. So yeah, that that was a sound effect, by the way. That was not me actually smacking him. (laughs) But uh, anyway, I'm off my I'm off my soapbox. Okay. Yeah. We can get get on to the real part of the show. Well, and especially now that the Blazers are out of the finals. Yeah, I am sorry for all the Blazers fans that they're out of the finals. I I just I don't know. I, I mean, I just like it. I, I like seeing the, I like seeing my team do well, and they're not even my. I don't even care about the Blazers to be honest. I just like the fact that they made it to the finals. Mm-hmm. That was exciting. It, it felt like the the glory days, the good old days. Yeah. Well, there will be a time in the not too distant future when. There will again be glory days. In, in well, gosh, Portland. if Greg Oden could just get healthy and not—he is a disgrace to the Buckeye name. <laughs> oh, I yeah, don't want. He, he used to play for Ohio, didn't yeah. he? I forgot that he was the number one draft pick 
Portland somehow won the lottery and got the number one draft pick three years ago, and he's played a total of like 60 games in the last three years. It's, it's embarrassing. The very first game of his very first season, he like broke his knee or whatever yeah. and was out for the entire season. Can you imagine? It's your first game, your first NBA game of, of your NBA career. You're the number one draft pick. All eyes are on you. Boom. Mm-hmm. Foot gone out for the season. Well, and how many millions of dollars is he getting paid Ugh. to recover? Yeah. Like, come on. I can make that money sitting at home yeah. doing. I'll break any part of my, <laughs> any bone that you want if you're going to pay me a million dollars to recover. <laughs> yeah, like $17 million. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's pretty ridiculous. But, um, yeah, he's kind of embarrassing. And he's up for like his contract's up at the end of this season, right, or something. No, like that. I think he's got one more year on his contract. I guess we'll see what happens. I don't know. I, gosh, I would like to think he. I'd like to think he could be a valuable asset to the Blazers if he could just get stay healthy and stop mm-hmm. breaking bones in his body and doing surgery. The guy's like twenty one and he's already had like three major operations on his legs. He needs to drink more milk. Serious. Yeah. He's got that osteoporosis. He's got a. He's got to start drinking some milk. Get yeah. the calcium. Make those bones strong. So anyway, now Sorry. That we, if you don't care about basketball, <laughs> we've probably bored you to death. It was good, though. But I don't care about basketball, and it wasn't boring to me. Okay. And, but I was in on the conversation. So anyway. So God songs. God songs. God, God songs. God songs. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Party on. <laughs> what are we doing? We're reading the book. Nobody knows. We're reading the book God Songs by Paul Balash and Jimmy and Carol Owens, and we've been systematically going through, um, going through this book. You know, it's funny. Um, while I was waiting for you, D- David was running a little bit late this afternoon, and uh, so I, I was I was out uh, out in the church office waiting for waiting for David and Lee. Lee comes up. Uh, and walking in, and he's like, "Hey, I've been listening to your guys' podcasts, and uh, he's like, I've, I've been going through it. I'm almost caught up." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, God songs." And 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 Lee goes, "It's actually been great. I don't even need to buy the book anymore because you guys have just been you guys have just been summarizing it, hitting all the major points." And I'm like, "That's a great point. Why spend sixteen sixty five on a book <laughs> when you can get the free podcast in here?" Uh, here just uh, about as much of the stuff. So yeah, <laughs> but you might want to buy the book anyway. Yeah, give them a little. Support. You know, which makes me wonder: Are we breaking copyright laws or anything? I don't think so because I told you. You know, I asked I asked Jimmy and Carol if, if they wanted to be on the podcast. Told oh, them we were right. going through his book. He said, "No, we don't have the time." But thanks for doing what you're doing, or something like that. Okay, so. cool. So we we asked the author. It's yeah. cool. I forgot about that. I forgot that you wrote Jimmy Owens, and he mm-hmm. actually responded yeah, I to know. you. Isn't that crazy? That's the crazy part. He actually wrote wrote you back. Did you ever write Paul? I did. He never responded. Yeah, he's a little bigger. Yeah, he's a little busier. He's you know always Stan like Whitmire touring. Who? Stan Whitmire. No he's a piano player. No. He's put out a few piano CDs. Mm. Anyway, you know, I I figured he was a fairly big name, but I was talking to my brother and. He's a great piano player. Great Christmas CD. One of my favorite Christmas CDs of all time. Your brother or Stan? Stan. Okay. Stan Whitmire. He's got this arrangement of Oh Holy Night that's just amazing. Just knocks your socks off. Yeah. And so um, my brother 
you know, looked up Stan Whitmer online, trying to find sheet music for it so he can learn how to play it like that and couldn't find anything. So he, he called a number, you know, from Stan Whitmire's website to try and see if he could track, track down a copy of the music. And Stan Whitmire called him back and said, no, I don't have any music. See, the only thing better than that would have been if he called a number and it was like Stan's personal cell phone. Yeah. He's like, hello, this is Stan. What? I'm sorry. I'm, I just want to know about music. That's yeah. pretty funny. So anyway, we are uh, halfway through what chapter? Chapter eight. eight. How to stimulate creativity. 12 tools to make your job easier. Yeah. So... So the the um, the chapters start off by by kind of hitting um, you know just ways to help unblock writer's block, um, just some different techniques to to try to get the block. juices flowing. Unblock, unblock, block, unblock, unblock. So he's got some real practical things here. Um, I don't think we need to spend a whole lot of time on this, David, because they're all basic things. You know, if you're writing songs. Um, if you're trying to, you know, do things, um, use a rhyming dictionary. No, no shame in that. None at all. No shame in that. I have one. I, I love, I love how they put it here. Uh, he says it will save you a great deal of time and trouble. Um, there's no virtue in sitting there running over dog, fog, log, nog, sog, yog in your head. Um, which is good. Just get a rhyming dictionary. Which I used to do. They, like before I had a rhyming dictionary, like, like, so like if I'm trying to rhyme, you know, like play, I would go through the alphabet, like, bay, clay, day, day. Uh, yay, yeah. fay. Um, so it wasn't very productive. Right. Dictionary, um, I, you know, I, I don't know how helpful a dictionary is, but they say use it to check your spelling. Uh, thesaurus, obviously. The sources are good to kind of help you get different ideas or meanings of word. They they uh they recommend Rogget's International Thesaurus. Is it Roger? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I obviously have I never used it and have no idea. Okay, Roger. If it's not, that's what I call it. All right. I'm like Rogget. That's the uh that's the American white way of saying it. But for you <laughs> French out there, it's Roger. Uh, basic grammar book. When in doubt, check it out. Incorrect grammar is okay if it fits the character you're writing about. As in the gospel favorite, can't nobody do me like Jesus. Otherwise, be careful <laughs> to avoid it. Couldn't basic he found a better example? <laughs> Come on. I'm just, I'm refraining from any comment. We're moving on to number five. <laughs> Bible concordance. <sighs> That's good, right? Yeah. Find different scriptures. Mm-hmm. Use different Bible translations, number six. Mm-hmm. Um, topical Bible, number mm-hmm. seven. Uh, and this is good. You can actually, you know, you get like Nave's topical Bible and you can look up a subject, uh, you know, God, love of, and you find all the scripture. Mm-hmm. Hey, number eight, this is the one that I thought was really good. Yes. Um, so... Uh, number eight, get a recorder. And, you know, we've all heard the stories about, you know, the <clears throat> the songwriters who in the middle of the night, you know, they, they wake up and they, they have the dream of a song. And so, you know, they, they get their handy recorder sitting right down um, at their bedside and they record. Or maybe they're driving in the car and they can't get this melody out of their head. So they pull the recorder out of their glove box. The stories are nice. 
I always thought they were kind of impractical because who carries like a recorder? Not very mm-hmm. many people. But Paul has this great idea in here. I thought it was brilliant. Paul, when he gets an idea, he calls his cell phone and leaves a message. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Yeah. Because everyone's got cell phones these days. Yeah. So you call your you call your own number, you leave a message, and then it's there. It's it's in your voice mailbox. Just Boom. make sure that it's your number <laughs> and not like Chris Tomlin or something. You know, you don't want to be giving your best ideas away to somebody. <laughs> Although if you have Chris Tomlin's number, <laughs> you, you're probably in a whole different league, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> Or some random person. Just, you know, like, who is this? Click. Click. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was a really good idea because I've always been kind of annoyed by those stories of the inspirational recordings in the middle of the night. But Yeah, but but even just having, like, I use GarageBand for that. You mm-hmm. know, being able to work through an idea. Like, what I'll do is, you know, work through something and like when I'm working on arranging a song, it's like if I want to, if I want to do something different, but I just don't have the right idea, then like, like I'll drag the recording in from iTunes and, and then I'll play something over top of it and then I'll cool. play another idea over top of it and I'll play another and I'll mute them, you know, and listen to them and, and you want, you know, back to back and then, you know, maybe I'll meld them all together or I'll come up with something else or you know, so it just kind of kind of gives you a way to work through something. So. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, just because you don't have a Mac doesn't mean that you can't do that. Because <laughs> there's free software to record with on a PC, and I'm not suggesting that you spend four thousand dollars on buying a Mac so that you can do that. So do not mistake me. <laughs> Hear my heart. Number nine, music paper. That's kind of challenging. Like you have to be really good. You have to actually know how to write and transcribe you have to have a good ear you have to be really good with your ear training you have to know your intervals really well you know what i mean like yeah i i don't know i think they were stretching it with the music paper Um, i think you just needed 12 because you had 12 earlier in the chapter so it makes more sense (laughs) well and and pocket notebook and pencil i think that's a stretch also um you know, I, I guess if you need to scribble down some notes, but of course, you know, you can grab like your iPhone, or your iTouch and, you know, jot your yourself iPad. a note or your iPad. Mm-hmm. Have you actually seen an iPad? No, I haven't either. I, I've just seen like the commercials or, you know, seen the, uh, the demonstrations on TV. Um, they look pretty cool though. <laughs> yeah. No, nothing. nothing. Come on. No. No, Nothing. no comment. All no right. comment. All right. I'll take your silence to mean that you disapprove of the iPad. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> yeah, that's hardcore. We'll have to talk about it later. So number eleven, uh, song collections. Great idea. Play them over. Mm-hmm. Listening and and you and I have talked about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, using bands that we really respect, Coldplay. You know some other really good creative bands that use simple. Uh, musical chord changes to help inspire. Mm-hmm. I like that. And then idea files, journals and folders, keep thoughts that you've jotted down on, on scraps of paper or whatever. Don't throw anything away. Go through it occasionally. Yep. Which for me is kind of hard. Um, you know what? Cause That's I, what that is. is that what that is? Mm-hmm. Wow. I like throwing things away. I'll just be honest. It makes me feel good when I'm done with something and I can click delete in my inbox. It makes me feel good when I, I jot myself a note and it's over and I can crumple it up. 
So we need to deal with that. <laughs> we need to talk that through. Wow. Man, you got all kinds of all kinds of uh <laughs> things got going on today. Okay, so idea files. Get together and write a song, synergism, collaborate. Here's the most important part. Co write co writer's most important tools, diplomacy, good man good manners, compassion, and thick skin. Yeah. I can't I can't speak to this because I've never actually tried to write a song with anyone. We should try to write a song together. We should, you and me. But, but I like being your friend. So. I know I, I was gonna say it might it might put a strain <laughs> on our friendship. Because yeah. according to this book, um according according to this book, co writing with someone can be challenging and I can see why. Mm-hmm. Uh because, you know, like like I I have certain opinions about music that I'm sure are different than your opinions. And I have a certain style of doing music that I'm sure is different than your style. Mm-hmm. And if we were writing a song together, I could see that being a little yeah. hard because I, I would, you know, I'd be like, well, no, David, it needs to be this way. And you're like, no, that sucks. Well, I can, you um, know, I could see I, we might clash more than, we, well, we might not because of our personalities being so different. But, you know, we might be totally fine to be able to write a song. Yeah. But like like as a as a scenario i think two piano players would probably clash a lot more than a piano player and a guitarist there you go or like or like a musician and a lyricist you know like, right like i think that would be i think that would be completely different and and that kind of leads us into what we're talking about yeah about to finish up this chapter but are we all, are we going to finish up this chapter I think we should. Top ten, t- top ten tips, free Which, for all. By the songwriting. way, I had no idea that Claire Cloninger. Kl- I don't know if that's right. Was a female. Oh wow! Because Claire is one of those, you know. Four, yeah, four hundred songs on CCLI. That's amazing. That is. That's like more than Paul. Mm-hmm. Paul has like I think a hundred and seventeen or something. Yeah. Um, probably more than, uh, way more than Chris Tomlin. No kidding, so that's Tom a girl. catching up fast, though. Who? Tomzy. Tomlin. Yeah, Chris Tomlin. Yeah. He, he's, uh, he's put out some good stuff. I know, I know you don't always like it, because it's kind of formulaic. It's all, it's all very, based on the, the songwriting formula of worship, contemporary mm-hmm. worship music, which I think he, I think you've shared with us how it yeah, all sounds the same. Anymore. You don't need to share anymore. Yeah. You can go back another podcast and find that if you want to hear. FYI, David doesn't like uh, David doesn't like the standard uh, formulaic worship music that's coming out today. Three chords, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, chorus. Which we we played. He reigns the Newsboys song. Yeah, uh, a couple song weeks ago. Three chords, the whole song, in the exact same order. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? I like, I remember, I don't, I mean, I remember maybe being frustrated with it a while back, but then I got back to this time when my, you know, current <laughs> musical state, it's like, come on, like, D-A-E, throw something in there, D-A-E, something. one, one like minor chord or something, <laughs> you just do something. Yeah. Eh, anyway, we're not, we're not talking about that. So anyway, Claire's top 10 tips, pray before the songwriting sessions. It's a good idea. Worship as you're writing worship. I like that. Does it mean if you're not writing worship, you don't have to worship? Hmm. I don't know. Don't write the whole Bible in every song. David, <laughs> come on. What? Do come I do on. that? Do I write? Do I try and write the whole Bible? No, in every but, song? You, but you know, you try to fit so much in. I do try to fit a lot you in. You do try to fit a lot in. Yep. I it's do. good, though. I try to get 
I try to fit some doctrine in every once in a while, and that's a challenge because it takes a lot of words to describe some aspects of doctrine. But, uh, yes, I'm guilty. Guilty as charged. <laughs> Learn to rewrite. That's hard. I think we've talked about that before. It but. is. Yeah, putting things in the greenhouse, you know, mm-hmm. coming back to them, re redoing them. Cultivate co-writers. This is something I'm all for, but practically, in a practical way, I have not yet been able to develop in a good way. Yeah. And so, you know, I think it's a, I think it's great, but like by the time, by the time anyone so far has responded with any feedback, like I'm already committed to the song as it is, you know, so that's been hard. Create an office space, write every day if you can. I think that's a good thing to try and do. Listen to music, kind of already talked about that. Find two or three close friends who will pray daily for writing, for your writing, and seek the Lord with your direction. I think that's a good one. That is good. And um, take advantage of opportunities to grow in your songwriting skills. Attend seminars, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. Listen to this podcast. <laughs> of course. Yeah. So um, anyway, that, that should have been number one. Li- number one in this book should have been worship. Uh, listen to the worship ministry right. catalyst podcast. Okay, so we're out of time. Are we really? Yeah. We spent too much time talking about the Blazers. Yeah, we did. I'm sorry. It was fun. But uh, hey, we'll finish up this chapter next time. (laughs) We will finish chapter eight. (laughs) (laughs) We promise. And uh, we will eventually get to chapter nine. But um, hey, Worship Ministry Catalyst is a networking resource for you and your friends. You can get in touch with us online, worshipministrycatalyst.com. Check out our social network, worshipministrycatalyst.ning.com. You can send us an email to david at worshipministrycatalyst.com or oh, Kevin at worshipministrycatalyst.com. And we love to hear from you, so don't hesitate to get in touch with us, and we'll do whatever we can to help you out. So hope to hear from you soon. We'll talk to you later. Bye.